pull up a bar stool. Plenty, my friend, to talk about this week. Wow. I mean, it seems like every single week, it's like, what can Facebook come up with now? So custom audiences is a really hot topic now that everyone has access to them. Um, great, great feature. One of my all-time favorites. But so we'll be talking about that as well as, you know, what it means for you and some ways you can use them. Some ethical questions because it's really not clear. And I know a lot of people are doing some things that, to me, make me a little uneasy that I think are against Facebook's rules. So we'll talk about that. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about um, some, some Facebook metrics and uh, kind of go into a little post that I wrote for Social Media Examiner and the metrics that you should be looking at. But that also leads me into this great new project I've been working on. You may recall, hopefully you do, that I released uh, my first ever training course three months ago. It was FB Marketing Advanced University Power Editor. So it's the most comprehensive course anywhere uh, available in Power Editor, if not Facebook ads in general. And so I released my newest addition to the FB Marketing Advanced University this week, and it's for insights. So don't be one of those very ignorant marketers who refuses to look beyond the surface stats. And I can help you do that um, with this training course. So prepay today. Go to johnlimmer.com slash insights. Get it for half off before it's ready. Got yourself a drink? Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey, everybody. John here from johnlimmer.com and John Limmer Digital on Facebook. With another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So this week, I'm working on a kingpin double red ale, triple hopped double red ale. Where's this baby from? Bridgeport Brewing Company in Portland, Oregon. This is the good stuff, and uh, I better watch myself on this one. 7.5% alcohol. Gotta be careful. So uh, if you don't have a drink, you know the rules. This is the pubcast after all. Make sure you uh, put this thing on pause, run over to your fridge, grab yourself a drink. And look, if you got to be uh, responsible today if you're at work, uh, if you're driving home, feel free to grab a water as well. Cheers. Okay. So craziness in the Loomer house right now um, as... This past week, or this current week, I pulled the trigger on my second big product launch on a training course. This was FB Marketing Advanced University Insights. So I want to go beyond, you know, sales pitch, how you got to get the insights. And I just want to go um, give you kind of a, an overview of what I did and how I did it. Because I know a lot of people listening to my show, well... You may be someone interested in the course itself. You're probably also interested in how it was created, how it was built, and how I'm marketing it. So I really want to go through that. Um, one mis—I can say it was a mistake. It was a mistake. Uh, I created my first program through Premise. Uh, so that's how, first of all, you made the transactions was through that software, and it's also how um, it was all. Uh, member-based, so you could only see certain content if you had made the purchase. And that was great for a first launch, okay? But I, I knew once it did really, really well, the next course I launched, um, 
I want I need, I need a new infrastructure. And I've talked about this before, how I've been working with Infusionsoft, and um, that's how I'm going to create products going forward. That also means I'm going to migrate over that first course to Infusionsoft eventually as well. Many, many different reasons for that. First of all, there definitely have been technical hiccups with uh, the, my premise course, which again, it's all worth it. <laughs> Um, the amount of, I've, I've sold well over 500 of those now, it, it's been worthwhile, but, um, there are many different things I wanted for this next one. First of all, um, you know, doing a better job of creating a sales funnel. Um, so I'm also migrating over everything from a Weber, but I also wanted a, um, uh, an affiliate program and I couldn't do that the way it was originally set up or, or at least without quite a bit of technical hurdles. So um, this new one is on Infusionsoft using Customer Hub and um, it's been launched. But I wanted to launch it just like I did the first one where, because going into it, I had no idea how many people would buy this course. Granted, this time I had a better idea because of how successful the first one was. But I also look at this insights being a completely different animal in that um, the people, the people, who would sign up for this course may not necessarily want to pay for it. Whereas the people who would want to sign up for an ads course, you're already spending a ton of money on ads. So you want to know how to um, kind of optimize, maximize the amount of ad spend. So I could see where maybe the demand would be so great for an insights course. So I started this one out again as a prepay and I will use the response to that to help me determine, you know, how much time and energy I'm going to put into creating this product, and the response has been good. It's been it's been good so far. So, um, the way I've, I plan on rolling this out is once a week ish. I will put out a new section to the program, and um, it's completely half off to start. So seventy three dollars and fifty cents to start, and by the time we reach, by the time I've updated the entire thing, we've got all all the sections in it. Um, I flip the switch and it'll be full price from that point forward. Okay, so what is it? So FB Marketing Advanced University Insights. Um, if you if you bought the course for uh, Power Editor, you know you know how I, how I roll on this, right? There are gonna be multiple sections of lessons that go from beginner to advanced. It's completely self serve, so um, I felt this was necessary. None of this is live. First of all, it makes it scalable. Second of all, if you're not available because of different time zones, you can access it whenever you want. So learn at your pace. We're going to have dozens of written lessons and video lessons, a daily assignment to hold you accountable, and of course, the option to subscribe to a different lesson emailed to you every single weekday. So I'm behind the scenes working on this baby, and, um, and, and to give you a little look at what, I'm, what it's going to be about, all right, so we're... Of course, I mean, there are dozens and dozens of metrics that you need to know. So we'll define all relevant terms. Of course, we'll talk about how you can use the web version of Insights, you know, all of the specific modules there, and also how you can use the page-level exports and, and post-level exports, but also how you can apply what you're learning here. So it's not just defining everything, but putting together a process of how you can learn. Um, so that's my course, and I'm really excited about it. It's been an awesome response so far. If you want to get 
this course for half off, just go to johnlimmer.com slash insights. Raise a glass. Cheers. Okay, so one of the biggest topics surrounding Facebook marketing right now is custom audiences. This has always been one of my favorite tools. Um, and it's been around for over a year now, maybe even a year and a half. I don't know. It's been a while. And so the the big news this week, first of all, uh, within the last week, is that all advertisers, advertisers now have access to it through either the self-serve ad tool or, or through Power Editor. And as always, I recommend that you use Power Editor. So what are they? Custom audiences allow you to target your customers on Facebook. So when I say your customers, I mean the email addresses you've accumulated, uh, phone numbers, UIDs, and um, advertising IDs uh, from Apple iPhone. So really, really powerful stuff because now people don't necessarily have to be a fan and you can still reach them with with a Facebook ad because Facebook matched up your email addresses to Facebook users to allow you to target them. Very awesome. And there's also a recent development, something I don't yet have, that's amazing, that will allow you, and I, I talked about this last week, that'll allow you to target your website users as well. So anyone who visited your website can target them in an ad. It's just, it's very similar to FBX. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay. So now that everybody has access to this, I just want to dig in a little bit more on, okay, you've got custom audiences, great possibilities. I Guarantee you'd find awesome success using them, but you probably need some examples of, of ways you can use it. Okay, so I want to go through that. And, that, and I wrote a post about that this week as well. If you just go to johnlimmer.com, it's going to be one of the recent posts. Um, and there are four creative uses, but I'm going to actually give you five here today. You can increase page likes. Okay, so how you do this, um, you just make sure that you exclude anyone who's already a fan, and then within targeting, you're going to target that custom audience. So your, probably your entire email list, when, when you've uploaded it within custom audiences, you're going to target those people. So and just make sure you include all the relevant countries that you want to target. Okay. So and then you'd run an ad. Um, you could do a spon- page like sponsored story, but keep in mind, that's really going to limit your audience here. Because it's got to be, then be people who are on your email list, who are also using Facebook, who have friends who are fans of your page. So that's going to cut it down quite a bit. But you can do that. But additionally, what you can do is run just a standard Facebook um, ad that drives, that where it allows you to customize the copy and imagery and the landing tab where you're sending people and create an ad there. And it could be one where even within the copy say, hey, you've subscribed to my newsletter. Now why don't you become a fan kind of thing. Um, so you can do that. So increase page likes, first of all. Second, extend the reach of posts. And honestly, this is one that I've neglected. I've done it a little bit, but I need to do way, way more of it. So I've gotten into the habit now of every post that I write that's sharing a blog post, I am promoting that to fans in the news feed. Great. And in a very rare occasion, I'll promote it to non-fans as well. Um, but here's the thing. what I should also be promoting to fan, to uh, excuse me, my custom audience, my email list. These are the people that I'll also send an email to them, letting them know about this blog post, but they may not open it, right? So that was like a 20% or so open rate, and they may not click on it. It's still like a 4 or 5% click rate. So um, I, 
they got the email. Well, I'll also put out an ad now targeting my email list, getting into their newsfeed. Now, it's my email list who aren't fans because, again, I'm already reaching my fans both organically and with an ad. So then I'll reach my non-fans around my email list in the newsfeed. So that significantly increases my reach of people who want to see my content in the newsfeed. So highly advise you do that. That's number two, extend the reach of posts. Number three, sell or upgrade a product. Okay, so um, I've talked about this many times and how, how powerful this can be, and I've seen it firsthand, um, the results. So you send out an email. Uh, what, so let me backtrack. You've got a group of people who have purchased Widget 1.0, right? They're all on this specific segmented email list that you have. Now you're about to launch Widget 2.0. That's the upgrade, okay? Obviously, if you have that email list of people who bought 1.0, you're going to send them an email saying, hey, big news, Widget 2.0 is now available. Click this link to, down, to upgrade. And that's going to work really well because it's, it's customized for their needs. It's like, hey, this, these guys know that I bought 1.0. I loved it. Now I'm going to upgrade to 2.0. Well, you can do the same thing in, in Facebook. Now uh, you up, upload that custom audience, that email list of everyone who bought 1.0. Then you create a customized ad saying, hey, make sure you upgrade to widget 2.0, which is now available. So very, very, very powerful stuff. Awesome. So that's number three, sell or upgrade a product. Um, whenever you, you and even if it's not an upgrade, whenever you sell a product, make sure you target your fans, but also your non-fans who are on your email list. Okay. Number four, now this one was not on my original list, but um, Ian Brody, uh, who's a reader, left a comment, and he's absolutely right. It's one I forgot. Um, and he actually was getting to something that I think is against the rules, which I'm going to get to in a second, but it reminded me of something that is within the rules, okay? So reach more users with with your newsletter. His idea was reaching those I think, I think actually his might have been within the rules. His was reaching those who haven't been opening your email, okay? Um, so I know A. Weber breaks this down. We can reach, uh, create a list of those who, who didn't open your email. And then you can then target those in a Facebook ad, um, driving them to your HTML version of your email, right? To, to increase the rate of those views. Um, and... I think, and I'm not sure if he mentioned this or it's something that someone else has mentioned before, reaching those who have unsubscribed to your content. Well, I believe that's actually against Facebook's rules. Okay, we're going to get to that in a minute. But anyway, number four, reach more users with your newsletter. Great idea. So every time you publish a new newsletter, um, especially if you're one of those people who only does it once a week or once a month, because I'm not one of those people, um, create a specific ad that drives people to the HTML version of your newsletter. Okay, that's number four. Number five, target users similar to your subscribers. So this, this cheats a little bit, but look, you, you if you have a small email list and you say, well, I don't get much, I don't make much impact with this, that's where you create a lookalike audience. So you have Facebook find users who are similar to those on your email list. And what I would do is find your power users, those who have bought from you before and create a custom audience out of that, and then have Facebook generate a lookalike audience from that. Maybe multiple lookalike audiences based on reach and uh, similarity in different countries. Target those people 
in ads as well. Okay, so uh, so that could be getting new likes from them or selling a product or uh, extending the reach of your post using those lookalike audiences as well. So that's five things. Awesome stuff. Now, um, my mouth is dry. I need a drink. Raise a glass. Cheers. Okay, so like I said, um, there's some issues right now because Facebook is not 100% clear on the rules involved with custom audiences. They have a whole page that I'm sure no one has ever read that I have read, but I'm still not 100% clear when I read it what is actually against the rules. But this is coming up more and more. I feel like every day someone's asking me about these scraping tools that will scrape users from um, who, are, who are fans of certain pages or members of certain groups and then getting their user IDs and making a custom audience out of those and targeting them. And so that, the word ethics comes to mind immediately. And when I hear the word scrape, I immediately say no. <laughs> and, and that's kind of my feeling. It's like it sounds bad and it's probably against the rules. And when you feel that way, chances are it is. Okay. Now, again, I'm still kind of sorting through this. But my gut tells me you do not want to use these services. First of all, it sounds like it's against the rules. Second of all, within those rules, Facebook tells you they can completely block you from using this tool going forward if you do break the rules. So let's try to try to run through this. And I'm going to put the link to this in the show notes where you can read these rules for yourself. But here we go. At the top, it says, without limiting any agreement between you and Facebook, by clicking I accept, whenever you see that, it's a little scary. This is uh, the contract, it's an agreement. And uploading this data, you agree to the following. All right, now there are a couple sections in particular I want to focus on. I'll breeze through parts of it and then, then emphasize what I think needs to be emphasized. So A, you represent and warrant with respect to the data that you are using as part of your creation of a custom audience that you or your data provider have provided appropriate notice to and secured any necessary consent from the data subjects whose data you are using. Got that? Have provided appropriate notice to and secured any necessary consent from the data subjects whose data you are using, which, which explains your use of the data, including is needed to be in compliance with applicable laws, regulations, and industry guidelines. And then if you have not collected the data directly, you confirm without limiting anything in these terms that you have all necessary rights and permissions to use the data. Okay? Yes. Very fuzzy. Um, rights. So how did you acquire that? Do you have rights to use it? And, and were you clear to your users? So it may, may be one of the things where you have to have a privacy statement on your website about how you're using their data and you could use it within ads. Okay? Um, so to me, though, this also means these are people who have opted in to receive your stuff. And that's how you've gotten it. So they've agreed to give you their email address or phone number or user ID. So if they've become a user of your application, they give you their user ID in that way. Okay, that's first of all, that's A. B, you confirm the data you are using to create your custom audience does not relate to any data subject who has exercised an option to opt out of having that data used by you or on your behalf uh, for targeted advertising. 
Okay, so again, maybe you've got an email list, people have opted in, but if they have opted out, and I've heard of a lot of people say, hey, you know what you should do? Create an ad and start those people who have opted out. Uh, it could be to get them to re-opt in or expose them to your content again. Based on that, it tells me that you cannot do that. Um, and then to the extent the data subject makes such a request after you have used data relating to that data subject to create a custom audience, you re- agree to remove that data from the custom audience. Ah, uh-huh. gotcha, gotcha here? So in other words, you need to keep that custom audience updated because um, when, when I upload it today and you know it's not dynamic, I probably shouldn't be... I should probably shouldn't continue to target that same custom audience three months from now. I should probably upload or update it so it includes everyone who has opted in and excludes everyone who has opted out. Clear? That's that's B. So you can't target anybody with custom audiences who has opted out from receiving your stuff. All right. Now, possibly the most important of all, if you agree that this, they're basically saying here, that you can only use people's data if they've opted in to receive it and you've been clear about how you're going to use that data. D, Facebook may modify, suspend, or terminate access to or discontinue the availability of the custom audience feature at any time. You may discontinue your use of the custom audience feature at any time. Okay, so to me, it's not real clear. Um, you may you may see that as a way, as Facebook basically saying, um, is a threat. If you do not uh, conf- conform to these rules, they'll, they'll discontinue it. Or it's just Facebook basically saying they may stop using it anytime. You can't you know, be mad at us if we stop allowing you to target your customers. So either way, um, A and B, quite clear. To me, I mean, it's a little fuzzy, but to me, that tells me that you can't scrape. And scrape just sounds like a bad word anyway. Um, so, so anyone who has these programs or they're using these programs to, to scrape this data, get, uh, user IDs or email addresses, whatever it is that you did not legally acquire, I think you're fighting with fire, to be honest with you. Um, so that, that's custom audiences and the ethics. Now, a couple things. First of all, all this stuff aside and Facebook's rules aside and aside and, Though, does it feel wrong aside? There is a part of me that wonders, what's the big deal? And I'll tell you why. You've got, first of all, partner categories, which is people, um, so Facebook's partners, data mining partners, have collected all this data so that you can then target these people in ads. While those data mining companies may have, uh, have appropriate consent, I don't have that consent from them. That's for sure. And maybe that has to do with Section A, where it's like you indirectly then have consent. So there's that, where you can target people based on their buying histories and all these crazy things, the amount of money they make um, with partner categories. But And the other thing for me is that when you see an ad from me, you don't know how I'm targeting you. I could have targeted you just because you're a male in California. I could target you just because you like a certain page and you live in the UK. So, ethically, is it bad? It's tough to say, right? It's definitely against the rules in my mind. Ethically, I just hate the word scrape. 
<laughs> I don't, and it, it's obviously trying to get around. So ethically in that, are you getting around the rules? Absolutely, that's unethical. Should it be against the rules? That's a whole nother question, but I don't think that matters. I compare this to the 20% rule. I am not going to tell you, go ahead and break Facebook's rules, even though it's a dumb rule, because you could get shut down. And you should be the same way. If you have clients and they ask you, should you do this? Say, absolutely not. It's against Facebook rules. Facebook's rules. It may seem like it's no big deal, but you could get shut down. I do not know. And until Facebook changes those rules or, or clarifies that that's not against the rules, um, I'm not comfortable telling anyone they can do this. And finally, my final point with all this data scraping garbage, um, I just don't really understand why you do it in the first place. Because the, the whole idea here, there's only one reason when I think about it, but I'll get to that in a second. Sure, you could have a service scrape all the user IDs of Mari Smith's page, for example, and then target them with the custom audience in an ad. Or you could just target them by targeting Mari Smith in, in precise interests. That's essentially the same thing. So I see no advantage there. The advantage could arise if you end up using that data to create a lookalike audience. But honestly, to me, it's a whole lot of work just to get a lookalike audience. Um, so in a nutshell, should you do this? No. Are there great advantages to doing it anyway? No. The risk just is, does not equal the reward. So um, that's my feelings on custom audiences and some of, this, some of these ethical questions that are swirling around right now. Raise a glass. Cheers. Okay, so since uh, Facebook Insights is my, my new baby right now with the, with the new training program, I uh, just happened to release a new post for Social Media Examiner. I say just happened to. Yeah, that was kind of strategic right there, right? Because um, I've been talking to them. I, I write for them occasionally. And they had asked me, you know, what I wanted to write, write about next. And I said, hey, how about around October 28th, we could publish a post about um, insights. So, so that was uh, not um, by any coincidence. It was, they came out the same day that my program was launched. Um, and really what that post, and I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes, but that post is really about the five metrics that are kind of buried within insights that I think not nearly enough people are using and should be. And uh, so these are things that are within the exports and can't access them without the exports. And of course, I'll talk a whole lot more about these within my training course. But number one is fans reached. Now, yeah, I, I guarantee that there are some of you listening right now and say, oh, you don't need to get that from the exports. I get that just from looking at my post. It says the number of people reached. Well, that's not fans. That's everybody. And uh, even if you were to look at organic reach, no, 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 no. That's not fans only either. So you can only get that from your exports. And I'm not a big guy, big reach guy. Um, I, but I list that first just because I know that's one of the stats that are most often confused and people freak out about unnecessarily is fans reached. And the truth is, I think that most people don't even know what their fans reach number is because they're looking at the wrong number. So that's number two, or that's, that's, number, that's number one. Number two is engaged fans. And once again, that's within the, the post-level export. I find this one to be pretty important 
Um, unfortunately, Facebook, when they updated uh, Insights recently, the new export has five fans-only stats. The old one had seven. They got rid of uh, fan stories and fan talking about this. Kind of bums me out because I, I feel like those are two of the most most important fan-only stats. But um, one of the five was obviously fans reached, which I just mentioned. The other one is engaged fans. And um, so these are the people who clicked anywhere within your post. Really, really important to know. And you probably don't know. You probably have been, haven't been tracking that within your posts. Next, next one is post consumers and consumptions. Awesome. All right. So there's really very little difference, first of all, between post consumers and um, an engaged user. Both of them have to do with uh, any click that resulted in a story or didn't result in a story. But an engaged user also includes stories that were not the result of a click. Don't ask me to name all those examples because I can't. But on the surface, there's very little difference between the two, except that post-consumers and consumptions, Facebook provides much, much more detail, provides individual uh, tabs there to dig into those stats even more, to get an idea of the number of photo views, video plays, link clicks, and other clicks. Really valuable stuff. So if, if you were to ask me what one stat should I follow that I'm not following right now, this is it. Either post-consumers or consumptions. The only difference between the two is one is unique users, one is total number of consumptions. Okay, so that's number three, which leads me to number four, link clicks, which is one of the consumption variables, okay, or one of the consumption stats. Uh, you go into that export, they're going to break it down into several different columns, one of which is link clicks, and since I am a publisher, I really care about this stuff, and I follow it extremely closely. Um, so I want to know, you know, which which posts are getting the most link clicks, um, what was it that I was sharing, what time of day, what day of the week, important, okay? So I, I want to get that that traffic to my website, and then finally, number five is positive feedback, which is so funny because. Um, as we know, there's already negative feedback, people hiding your posts and reporting you and blah, 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 unliking your page. So Facebook decided we're going to get rid of stories and get rid of talking about this. We're going to replace that with positive feedback. Um, and that's just in the page level export. It's really the same thing. It's anyone who's generating a story about your content. And this is overall, it's not on a post level basis, but a page level basis. What's funny about you know using this term positive uh, feedback is that they're not necessarily saying something nice about you by commenting. Probably are by liking, and probably a good good um, chance that they are if they're uh, sharing, but not always. It could be look at this piece of crap I just found. But uh, the comments, a lot of the comments are gonna be negative. I'm not. I mean, depending on how you're doing and who you are and what your brand is and what your message is and all that stuff. But as you know. People like to share negative garbage <laughs> or, or comment negatively on stuff, especially if you promoted a post and reached the news feed of a non-fan and try, are trying to sell your stuff. They're going to post uh, or comment negatively, but Facebook tracks that as positive feedback. So that's neither here nor there. That is one of the five metrics that I feel like you are completely ignoring but need to check out. So your homework here okay, is to find out Go dig into these exports. Find out what the fans' reach numbers are for your, your posts over the last 30 days. The engaged fans, post consumers and consumptions. Dig into those link clicks 
and then uh, check out your positive feedback. All right, do that homework. Raise a glass. Last call. All right, so that's all I have for today. Just a couple last notes before I go. Once again, FB Marketing Advanced University Insights. This is the course. If you want to master the metrics that matter and optimize your, your brand's presence on Facebook, you need to take this course. Not joking around here. Far too, I, I've been really kind of annoyed um, over the last year or so. So many marketers who just do not seem to understand um, the deep, important stats. And they only worry about the surface level stuff to the point of inciting all kinds of panic unnecessarily. So I want you to understand what these stats, stats are. So just go to johnlimmer.com slash insights to get this prepay option where you can get it for 50% off right now. So that's a limited time. Jump in and do that. Um, the second is make sure you go, go to johnlimmer.com slash awesome so that you can ask your own question that I can answer on Pubcast. Got it? Awesome. Thanks again for pulling up a bar stool on the virtual pub this week. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out. Yeah.